Hi, and welcome to Finding Your Way Through Therapy. I am your host, Steve Bisson. I'm an author and mental health counselor. Are you curious about therapy? Do you feel there is a lot of mystery about therapy? Do you wonder what your therapist is doing and why? The goal of this podcast is to make therapy and psychology accessible to all by using real language and straight-to-the-point discussions. This podcast wants to remind you to take care of your mental health, just like you would your physical health. Therapy should not be intimidating. It should be a great way to better health. I will demystify what happens in counseling, discuss topics related to mental health, and discussions you can have with your therapist. I also want to introduce psychology in everyday life, as I feel most of our lives are enmeshed in psychology. I want to introduce the subtle and not-so-subtle ways psychology plays a factor in our lives. It will be my own mix of thoughts as well as special guests. So join me on this discovery of therapy and psychology. Hi, and welcome to episode nine. I hope that you had a chance to listen to episode eight, and if you haven't, I urge you to do so. It is the surprising link between psychology and pro wrestling. I really enjoyed my conversation with Lisa Dennis. Lisa and I are probably the biggest wrestling fans that I know, and it certainly showed, hopefully, in the episode. And it also showed you how psychology is really related to pro wrestling and maybe a good link to this episode. I rarely do the current events thing because this podcast is going to be released in two weeks after the Olympics, but I thought this would be a great place to start talking about mental health and sports, particularly Simone Biles. At this point, we don't know if she's going to be joining the two other events that she may or may not do. So I'm late on that. But the one thing that really struck a whole lot of people is she decided to not do a few events because of her own mental health. And she talked about the twisties, which I'm assuming is a gymnastics term. But at the end of the day, she chose not to do any Olympic events due to her mental health. And I got to tell you that I applaud her 100%. One of the things that has happened in recent years is that we really treat our sports celebrities, so to speak, very poorly. The Olympics is an event that happens hopefully every four years, barring a pandemic, of course, and you really don't get a chance to see all the work that's involved behind that. Gymnastics is a seven day a week, 11 month a year type of thing that you go and go for four years to go prepare for the Olympics. So this is a very tiring and grueling schedule for them. And it's for only a moment because most of the time we don't think about Olympic events other than every two years, whether it's the winter or the summer Olympics. So when you really think about it, there's a lot of work that goes on for a two-week period where you may be reveled by your country or not. And we kind of forget about all the stuff that goes on with that. So gymnastics is unforgiving, and a lot of the small things are really noted by the judges. And for us sitting at home who may not know a whole lot about gymnastics, we kind of just see what the final result is. So, you know, when you think about that, that's a lot of pressure for a young person at any time, frankly, even someone who would be older, so to speak. But this is a lot of pressure for them. And thinking about Simone Biles in general, with everything that she's gone through with her team, with the sexual abuse that she's been through and her teammates, the mental strain that all, that all puts on her, as well as just the psychological effects of that, I mean... I, I know that some of you who are probably listening have been gone, have been through some trauma of some sort. 
And that's pretty traumatic what happened to her. And she not only has to process that, she also has to prepare for the Olympics where the hopes of the nation rests upon her shoulders. And that's something I really don't like. And the way I just said it was meant to be slightly sarcastic because at the end of the day, she's just a human being and we got to really start looking at these individuals like that. I can think about so many things, you know, the, you know, Naomi Osaka in tennis recently decided not to play a few tournaments, including, I believe, the Wimbledon tournament because of her mental health. She also decided not to do the Olympics because of her mental health. And she's been criticized and people have talked about her mental toughness. Again, think about how much they have to work out, how much they have to prepare and practice, 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 because that's how you get better. And we have no idea what they go through besides that because they have a personal life. They try to have things, the sacrifices that they have to do, whether it's not seeing their friends or family or family gatherings, as well as probably having a very regimented nutrition schedule. I mean, these are a lot of things that they go through. And then I think about professional sports in general. Recently, Robin Leonard from the Las Vegas Golden Knights from the NHL came out and talked about how he has bipolar and he's proud to say that he is conquering it and he has some harder days than others. You think about Aaron Rodgers in the NFL, who everybody was asking questions this winter about if he's going to play for Green Bay or not, but he was exhausted and he wanted the mental health break. And then you think about also the NBA and a few years ago, Gordon Hayward had talked about his mental health and the challenges of the pressures of the sport. There was Drew Robinson who played for San Francisco Giants who had a suicide attempt and survived it and has decided to retire from baseball. And thankfully, the San Francisco Giants have decided to create a post for him and mental health for the team. And then there's Ty Butterer. And if if I'm really butchering his name, he quit baseball last year because he just couldn't take it. He was very depressed and had trouble getting on the mound. And really found it very difficult to do the day-to-day pressures of baseball. So you're going to say, well, these are people who get paid in the professional realm. Yeah, but it is also a human issue. If someone has a torn ACL, we all understand that they'll be out 8 to 12 weeks. Or if they have a serious hip injury, maybe they'll be out for 6 months. But when an athlete talks about his bipolar, talks about his depression, his anxiety, his post-traumatic stress disorder, whatever the case may be, we tend to not see that that's a health issue also, and they should have the right to take time off for that. There is some work that's being done in the NFL. The NHL has done some work as well as the NBA, and Major League Baseball is starting that too. But ultimately, I find that the moves by Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka have been probably the most redeeming moves ever done because they are not professionals, because they are in the Olympics and they're saying no because their mental health is much more important than some sort of success or non-success at an Olympic or amateur, albeit on the world stage, competition. So what I would say to you is this, when you think about what the athletes go through and they talk about all the stuff that they get because of their athletic abilities. Also remember that they try to be active and be close to their fans, whether it's through social media or even meeting them face-to-face at after games or after meets or anything like that. And sometimes people can be so freaking cruel. At the end of the day, 
we forget that they're humans. And I think that that's the biggest message that I want to send out. When you think about all these athletes, and I can name so many others that I probably forgot, but those are the ones that I wanted to bring up because they've been outspoken about it. How many people are living in the dark as athletes? How many people in the general population don't want to talk about their mental health because they don't want to be seen as weak? How many people are struggling with those issues and we have no clue? At the end of the day, you know, when we think about therapy, I'm so happy that I have individuals who come in with the most determination to just get better. And they also want to talk about their issues with their mental health. At the end of the day, though, we need to be able to open that line of communication to everyone. I'm sometimes fascinated to hear how people are willing to talk about their mental health with me. But I have friends who are not in the field and they talk about mental health and they talk about others not taking it seriously or even making fun of it. So I think that from my perspective, it's important to realize that we need to start looking not only because of these brave athletes that have said, look, I've had a mental health issue. I want to take time off or I'm going to speak out about it. We need to look at it on the overall stage of the world in our everyday life for every individual. So sometimes when someone's having a hard time, instead of calling them whatever nickname that you want to, I'm trying to keep it as PG as I can. What about maybe they're just having a rough day? Maybe they're just having a struggle with their mental health and trying to be more understanding that people go through this more often than we ever, ever speak about. Maybe the best thing we can do. But I want to finish by saying that all these athletes, Simone Biles being the one that is in question right now, I applaud you. I hope that you continue to carry the torch for mental health, but ultimately it is not your responsibility. The responsibility lies with every single one of us to take it seriously, not only for ourselves, but for others. On episode 10, we will talk to Aggie Heal. She is a certified professional coach and has been doing that for several years. Aggie has suffered from anxiety and had a bout of panic attacks in 2014. Using some of the techniques that she's going to talk about, she has come to the realization that she can be helpful with so many people, and she wrote a book called Generation Panic that she published in May 2021. I look forward to our conversation then.